Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Welcome once again to the Believer's Faith Challenge Report. Brother Mark Ajo with you here. And as promised, we have part two of Brother Tim's report from Ethiopia, where he's traveling, working as a missionary. Last week, we told about the convention that was in Addis Ababa. And uh, more fruit has been coming out of that, uh, even as the brothers have traveled to Hawassa, which is another city where there is a stir, an awakening going on there in Ethiopia. And uh, Brother Tim and Brother Mogus brought us in on their conversation in the car as they were leaving that meeting. And I think, folks, you're going to really enjoy hearing this firsthand report from Brother Tim and Brother Mogus. God bless you, everyone. We're back uh, this week with Brother Mogus and Gita. We have just finished some meetings in uh, Hawassa. Very wonderful meetings the Lord gave us. Some outstanding things that happened there. And uh, we're actually just on the road between Hawassa and Addis Ababa. We're in the vehicle and we just thought we'd record this interview at this time. But before we get to the meetings at Hawassa, let's go back to the meetings at uh, Addis Ababa the previous weekend. And uh, there was a testimony that has arisen from there. Uh, One of the brothers in the church in Addis Ababa had a brother that he invited from a remote town. And he, uh, the brother was convicted, but he had to leave the meetings early and was unable to be baptized. So So the believers, the brothers have arranged to head that direction this coming week. And meetings have been arranged not only for that man, but also for his family and other friends that will be gathered together. And they'll be ministering the Word of God in that area. So welcome, Brother Mogus. Why don't you share with us the testimony of what happened out of the Addis Ababa meetings? Well, Brother Tim, God bless you. Yeah, as you said, we are traveling back to Addis Ababa. We are in the middle of road here. And uh, what has happened in uh, Addis Ababa, before we speak about our meetings, as you said, we, had a, we have a brother who is uh, with us in Addis Ababa. He believed uh, maybe probably six months ago. And when he knew that there is a, we have arranged a convention this time, he invited his brother, who is working uh, in a very uh, long distance from, from where we are, probably about uh, 500 kilometers. Uh, that place is called uh, Arbaminch, and this brother, he, this this brother, he came from Arbaminch and joined us in the in the meetings. I mean, in the convention in Addis Ababa, and uh, we, in fact, he came on Thursday, and uh, we began to deal with him on Thursday and Friday. Then on Saturday, uh, on Saturday after Brother Tim, uh, you ministered and he was convicted, and uh, he couldn't proceed with the Sunday service. 
he went back to Awasa uh, feeling in his heart so happy and this is a new revelation went back to Arba Minch yeah went back to Arba yeah Minch. went back to Arba Minch uh, to his workplace and uh, he said uh, he, he said that he's going to going to arrange a meeting for us there uh, he is going to request a, a day off from his work and that day is, is going to happen that day is going to be on Thursday and uh, we now as I'm speaking uh, myself I'm taking brother Tim back to Addis we left two brothers in Awasa we're going to uh, proceed to that place as I also plan to join them on Thursday morning uh, to minister to those uh, group of uh, groups that he's going to uh, is going to invite and uh, he said he has uh, fellow brothers fellow friends workmates and uh, even his family he said uh, I am convicted and I want to be baptized and also before I get I get I, I be baptized I need you to talk to these groups groups that uh, below I mean those families of mine or friends of mine so that that meeting is organized for Thursday so uh, myself brother the Grimai and brother Paul we are going to uh, we're going to uh, deal with them on Thursday and I believe uh, from that uh, uh, God is going to get a lot of testimony out of it so uh, I request that you pray for us and uh, the Lord is doing marvelous things in our midst this meeting that we organized this uh, convention has really triggered many things it is uh, people are going back with a lot of uh, burden and uh, and uh, zeal to go and spread the message uh, to for, to the area where they came from and it's a sign that God uh, I mean this message is really getting deeper into every corner of the country amen they truly have been anointed meetings and again we had two services in Hawassa this weekend the church in Hawassa is not as established as the church in Addis Ababa sure. and uh, mostly young believers and many new people were invited and uh, but I think the impact brother Mogus you were sharing with me mm -hmm. the impact of the word upon those who have been uh, looking and receiving the message and some that have been baptized uh, you felt was very very wonderful sure uh... Really, after the meeting we had in Addis Ababa, as I previously tried to explain, uh, the second meeting that we are going to have was in in Awasa. Uh, we uh, organized uh, uh, some believers from Addis Ababa who could travel to Awasa with us. We were over uh, 15 altogether that have traveled to Awasa for that meeting. Uh, in that meeting, we previously uh, discussed in a range that there should be um, I mean, the convention should be uh, a, a, there. Should be a meeting that can gather all all together. And uh, the brothers who are in Awasa, they have invited many people, their relatives, their loved ones, and the friends, and workmates. And uh, we went there, and we had uh, uh, such a wonderful uh, service on Saturday uh, evening. We arrived there on Friday evening. Then the the first service was on Saturday evening from four. And uh, I, I personally know that there are some believers, uh, I would say that I would be ministers in the future, uh, that, have, uh, that have heard the message and convicted and, and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They needed someone, some confirmation, uh, I mean, for them to really uh, dip themselves into it. Mm -hmm. And that, may, that, uh, that service that you took, Brother Tim, uh, I could testify that uh, those brothers, especially that I we we 
see there is a hope uh, or uh, there would be a minister in the future to take this message out to their people, I would say that they have really been convicted and I believe that is just God really uh, put a stamp on them. He, they are, I can say they are sealed uh, to, to believe this message or to, to leave this message and to minister this message to, uh, to, the, to their family. So I could say from the, that's, that service we, we had on Saturday was a, such a wonderful one and it brought a lot of uh, revelations and the people are revived and they were happy to see us all together and um, it was uh, such a wonderful evening we had and of course we also had a, a Sunday service uh, which uh, we saw many believers uh, many people that have come the people that have come on Saturday they also came again on, on Sunday and uh, I could say we had over uh, I can say like around 80 to 100 people all together yeah i would yeah. say about 80 would be a yeah 80 yeah. 80 to maybe from 80 to 85 or, uh, yeah. up to 100 or something yeah. so out of that uh uh we didn't just have only a meeting but out of that uh six uh, uh new believers new convert uh, converts were baptized in the name of the lord jesus christ <laughs> so it makes it all together from the ones who, who were who were baptized in Addis Ababa and the ones who were baptized in Awasa all together there are 12. 12 souls, uh, souls were converted and uh, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and also we have... I think you said there's also more that are waiting to be baptized. Sure, uh, we, there were some uh, uh, people that uh, we, we used to minister to and they were never gotten an opportunity or a, a conviction or a courage, I would say a courage for them to be uh, to decide to be baptized but this meeting that we had in Awasa really the Lord dealt with them and they said we want to also be baptized and uh, uh, we, we couldn't get time to baptize them we are, we are going back home to Addis Ababa to baptize three more <laughs> so all together we uh, all together about 15 souls all together that have come to the fullness of the knowledge of Christ Amen. Amen, Brother Mogus. Fifteen souls. That's wonderful. Before the meetings in Hawassa, while we were still in Addis Ababa, I was looking to the Lord, knowing that the believers were very, very young in Hawassa, that He would do something special, something supernatural for them, and uh, show them how much He is God. And uh, the meetings were wonderful, anointed, I wouldn't say there was anything extraordinarily outwardly manifested supernatural. We could see the supernatural dealing of the Holy Spirit within the lives and the minds and the hearts of the people. After this Sunday morning meeting, it just so happened at the end of the meeting, I slipped out of the sanctuary and was standing at the back. And then, then I moved out onto the sidewalk to kind of catch the breeze that was going by. and. There were some closing songs, mm -hmm. and and yeah, uh, sure. the people were worshiping, and uh, then there was a young fellow that came up to me, mm -hmm. and uh, he said, he he asked me if I would come speak to the driver of a car that would was parked down the road, just a little ways. Of course, I had no reason to speak to the driver. I didn't need a driver. I 
I didn't know if they wanted to sell me something or sometimes, you know, when you're on the streets in Africa, everybody wants to sell you something. And so, uh, so I kind of ignored him and he kept pestering me, this young man, he, he was in his 20s and he said, you need to come talk to this man. You need to come talk to this man. And, and, uh, and, and I, so I asked him, I said, why do I need to talk to this man? He says, because he has met you before. He is very broken English, sure. the young man. He says, he's met you before. And I said, that's strange. I know I hadn't really, anyone that I had met in Hawassa was probably in the meeting. Sure. And, uh, and so I asked, where did I meet him? And he said, at a church just over here. And uh, I thought, well, I haven't been in any other church, so that's not possible. So then I, I pulled Brother Gourmet, who was standing nearby, I pulled him over to the conversation and asked him to speak to the young man in his language because he was very persistent. And so Brother Gourmet spoke to him and they got him to explain in his own language. And then Brother Gourmet explained to me what the situation was. And I'll explain what I heard and what unfolded and then I'll get Brother Mogus to fill in the picture. Uh, what happened was his father was in church that morning. The driver of the car is his father. And he was in church that morning. And as they were, as he was in church, this is what I knew, he, he God somehow, when he was praying or waiting on God, he claims the words that I heard was he was taken somewhere. So it was like a vision. And in the vision he saw he, he was looking up to a white man with glasses on. And, uh, and so he, he was very struck by the vision. Then the preacher in their service came out and they had the service. And, and, and after the church, he was driving down the road. And as he drove past the church where we were at, he recognized me standing on the sidewalk as the one he had seen in the vision. And so I took the opportunity realizing that God was doing something here. I took the opportunity to speak to him and preach to him. The reason that I was in Ethiopia was to take God's end time message to a bride for Jesus Christ and to gather the bride and how that God had sent Elijah in this day with a message and preached out of Malachi 4 and Acts chapter 2 and spent about 10-15 minutes with him just laying down the principles of the message of the hour so that he could understand these are not light things that God was drawing his attention to. So I asked Brother Gourmet to take his number and and uh, be in contact with him and and uh, explain, expound on these things further with Brother Mogus and, and be able to visit with him. So they arranged, the man was busy, he had to leave and he, he was busy working but he had to leave and so I I, I array, asked Brother Gourmet to arrange a meeting and they arranged a meeting later that evening. So some of the brothers, I think Brother Mogus, uh, Brother Asegit, Brother Gourmet, and maybe Brother Paul, I don't know, were there to meet with this man and his son and another minister, denominational minister, there in the city of Hawassa that evening. So I'll let Brother Mogus take it from there and let us know how the evening meeting went. Yeah, that was amazing, brother Tim. As you said, we we had a, a, an arranged meeting that uh, we should meet in the evening. So he came uh, for not only him, another denominational minister, uh, a pastor, and his son and another little boy. They came for at around 8.30 uh, in the evening. 
Uh, so we spent like uh, one and a half hour with him. Uh, he, uh, when we begin to reintroduce one another, he, he, he began to tell us what has happened, and uh, uh, he said that uh, he, he always goes to a certain denominational church, and in that church, he, that day, yesterday, that means yesterday in the morning, he went to uh, that same church that he used to go, and he was seated in the morning in prayer, and uh, uh, now there comes a vision that uh, he saw uh, a white man, a very huge white man, in a glass, and tall and huge, and dressed properly, and uh, he couldn't even see him. Uh, he, he had to say, he had to see him uh, like from down to top, because that white man is tall and huge. So then he, when he came out of the vision, he thought that uh, the pastor of that certain denominational church is going to come that way. He, he, said, he said that I thought maybe, oh, this pastor is going to dress, uh, dress this way today or, or he's going to be, he's going to have uh, an eyeglass and he's going to be, I mean, he thought that that's, that pastor of that church is going to look like, like that white man. Now, soon later, uh, the pastor came. When the pastor came, he didn't have the eyeglass. He's not dressed the way the way he saw in the vision and uh, there's nothing that uh, makes this man with the vision with the man that he saw in the vision so okay he didn't know he didn't really realize what it was and he the service was 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 uh, after the service ended now he had to go uh, home when uh, there's another shortcut road that he always goes home when he comes out of the church most of the time but this time he felt something led him that he should you should take the longer road I mean the the father one. There's another road that he never used. Yeah. As he was coming, yeah. As he was coming, uh, now he's, he he was he was passing by where we were, and he saw you, brother Tim, <laughs> exactly the way he saw uh, the, that white man in the vision. You had a a, a white, I mean the eyeglass, and you uh, you are dressed the way he saw, and you are huge. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, take it easy now. Yeah, easy. according to the he saw it in the vision. Now I'm just reporting <laughs> what he said. So this must be something. So because he doesn't speak English, he had to send his his young his son uh, to speak to you. That is why he came to you, and uh, the son was trying to explain to you, come and meet this this uh, this driver. Mm -hmm. And now um, now of course when uh, uh, you of course you also uh, you uh, dealt with him why the lord showed him uh, you in the vision and uh, because that you have come from all the way from canada uh, with this message and you have you you dealt with him you spoke with him, uh, told him about uh, being born again about malachi uh, by malachi 4 and uh, acts chapter 2 and you everything that you you had to say you have told him and, and now in this meeting we expanded a little bit for him, and uh, we asked him now. Anything we maybe you have you have wanted, or you have uh, maybe thought that we are going to uh, speak to you as in prophecies like other denominational churches do. But here we are not doing that. We have a message for you. Maybe God dealt with you in a vision for you to receive this message. So we explained to him. We took like one and a half hours with him, and uh, even that pastor was impressed. They said. Uh, they have never heard of uh, such a message, such a uh, such a revelation in the Word of God. It has been there. It, in fact, the other pastor said, "I've been ministering for over 30 years. I have never noticed. I've never understood it this way." Mm -hmm. 
and even this man this specific man that he showed he saw you in the vision also said oh this is such a uh, a revelation that i've never seen it and uh, i need to really seriously take uh, take it take it and now that um uh, we've uh, we've just gave him uh, the the decision to make that we asked them in fact they came from a certain denomination that they have never been baptized with uh, fullness even they were not baptized in in immersing they just was the, the water they were baptized just by sprinkling, sprinkling of water yeah. on them so they don't even remember it they did it when they were a child they don't even remember so we told them that's the foundation of our faith so he said uh, this is impressive and he said i'm com convicted of it but give me more materials give me more uh, of uh, books that i can read and also take time and uh, really i cannot take it easy that's his word i'm telling you what he said word by word he said Amen. i can't take this as easy or as granted it right. must be god dealing with me and um, even that pastor he had the same comment and they went back they, we departed with another meeting because he had to take some officials because he works in a government office uh, he had to take some government officials to certain places he's, he's gonna be busy for the coming 10 days but after that after 10 days we are going to uh, we appointed one another to come back to Awasa and meet him and uh, I my request is that uh, whosoever is hearing uh, this uh, testimony is to keep him in prayer is uh, uh, to keep him in prayer in that meeting and I believe uh, the Lord is going to uh, convict him and he's going to receive the fullness of the Word of God this Amen. time. Amen. Do you remember his name? I think it was something like Trulu or something like that. Yeah, his name is uh, Malako. Malako. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, his name is Henok. Sorry, Henok. his name is Henok. Yeah. Henok. Thank yes, you. Henok. I have a hard time understanding yeah. the language Enoch, over here. Yeah. Enoch is like Enoch. Yes, like yeah. Enoch, exactly. Yeah. You know, we, I, as I spoke to him, the, some of the last words I said to him were, mm. you must pay close attention because God has supernaturally dealt with you sure. to draw your attention mm. to this message. Mm. And I see he took that to heart as he spoke to you brothers. Yeah, he said, uh, he said after he departed from you, he, he couldn't rest until he meets us because uh, we were also as you know you know that we have been busy with uh, meeting believers and also testifying to others uh, he had he was supposed to go home but he couldn't uh, uh, he couldn't uh, uh, spend that night without meeting us he was the one really bothering us to meet I mean he was the one calling calling and calling to meet us so we we were so tired we were so exhausted. <laughs> After all that meeting, uh -huh. but we had to sacrifice and meet him, and they came. In fact, as we are speaking to him, the rest of them were dozing. I mean, like the child and the other boy were dozing. But uh -huh. he was attentive because he knew that God is dealing with him supernaturally. Amen. And I believe God has called that man. I believe so too, Brother Mogus. God wouldn't do something so extraordinary if he wasn't calling someone. And I emphasized to him, now you must make a decision. Sure. And I trust that... God opens his eyes, oh I believe God has opened his eyes, sure. and that he makes the right decision regardless of cost. Sometimes in Ethiopia, the culture, the family, there's a large pull on people to stay with the old ways, the orthodox ways, that sort of thing. Sure. But I will say this, mm. Ethiopia is a very religious place, sure. and Hawassa, where we just were, 
is the most religious city in a very religious nation. Mm -hmm. And the people are prayerful and the people do desire God. They just have not heard the truth. Sure. But now the message is spreading in this country and we're thrilled about what God is doing. Amen. So thank you, Brother Mogus, for sharing those details with us. We sure have had a wonderful time here in Ethiopia. Uh, thank you, Brother Tim, uh, too. And uh, we are so thrilled in our hearts. And uh, I could uh, say that uh, you're coming this time just like the prophet, he, the prophet is just bringing all those loose ends together. We have lived the message for over now five, six years, and we are getting into the depths of it. And your coming uh, always never leaves us with doubt or with question. Your coming always puts all loose ends together. And I believe that uh, your coming this time, uh, you will hear testimony out of it. Many will come to the Lord. And even the ones who are in the message and, ne and uh, in the message but never satisfied, you will see them now grounded and now satisfied and say that this is the right way and I'm going to sacrifice my life for it. And I want to appreciate the believers, brother Tim, you and the rest of you uh, who have a burden towards this uh, marvelous work in Ethiopia. And uh, we have dedicated ourselves to this truth, to this uh, end time message for us to reach out to those lost souls wherever they are myself i don't even have time for my family every time there is appointment here and there even in town out of town wherever we go we are speaking about the message the message is such a sweet thing and i i, I have dedicated my life and many have dedicated their life it's like just like in the days of jesus where Amen. when jesus was there everybody was longing to hear him <laughs> to see him and uh, son of david he, some of them they would say heal us you know so it is, it, 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 uh, they, all, all of them talk about him. Meaning now, even here, everywhere we go, we just share and whenever we leave them and they're always talking about it. Who is this, who is this William Marion Branham? Who, what are you talking about? What is it? We want to know more. And sometimes we could even get tired telling, telling, speaking and speaking. We, we sit sat, sat in certain places to take just a coffee. Then we end up leaving that place after 10 hours. <laughs> we just sit there. Telling one comes and the other goes, one comes and the other goes. We give we give tracks and everywhere. So uh, we uh, we could say this is the the work of God, and He has begun it. He will bring it to accomplishment. And we want to appreciate all of you who are praying and are going to pray about this uh, right cause in Ethiopia. And God bless you and shalom. Amen. Well, there there you have it, brothers and sisters. The message is catching fire here. <laughs> in Ethiopia and you've heard it directly from Brother Mogus and uh, the meetings were tremendous and we want to say I know you'll be remembering Brother Mogus the believers here there's much much work to be done as soon as I'm gone they'll be traveling out 500 kilometers as he mentioned to remote areas to baptize people to preach this gospel and at Bible Believers we support them and help them as much as we can financially so remember them there's a great work that God's doing in Ethiopia. Well, brothers and sisters, that is about as fresh a report as you're ever going to hear. And Brother Tim and Brother Mogus are in the car on the way back from Hawassa. And uh, the first report is uh, you get to hear it right there as they're driving in the car. And uh, wonderful testimonies, Brother Tim, and when you started that story about the, the man who wanted to speak to you, 
uh, I immediately started, I felt those goosebumps that, oh, something special is, is about to happen here. And uh, I immediately thought of Acts chapter 10 and Cornelius, uh, the centurion, having a vision in one city to ask for Peter, who is in another city. And uh, that was how the gospel came to the Gentiles. And it's, it's striking in the scripture uh, when we read those things. But uh, if we are in that word, if we are in that stream, that same word, we shouldn't be surprised if the same types of things start happening again around us. My, what a testimony, Brother Tim. Well, Brother Mark, that interview took place at the beginning of the week, and we're now at the end of the week. I made it home, and uh, we thank God for a safe journey and a successful uh, time. Now the baptisms uh, directly related to those meetings have reached 21. I'm glad to report that the brothers have returned from Arba Minch, where the brother, Brother Tomeskin, had gone home because he had to leave early from the meetings. And now he had gathered his family and some friends, and he and his wife and two friends have been baptized. Four have been baptized in Arba Minch. And truly, the, uh, to use the words of Brother Mogus from the first uh, uh, podcast on Ethiopia, the message is going viral in the country of Ethiopia. Uh, I'm amazed at what God is doing and thrilled and thankful that the Lord has allowed us to be a part of what he's doing in Ethiopia. To God be the glory and we're just so thankful for everything that he's doing. I appreciate your comments also about uh, the vision and and all of that, it's, it's truly amazing, this supernatural way that God is moving in that country. So please, saints, remember Ethiopian prayer. I'm just so thrilled. I think the message has taken another step there, and we're expecting great things to happen in that country in the days ahead. So God bless you. Remember these needs. Remember these brothers and sisters in prayer. Uh, we know that God is with them. And wherever the Lord is working, the devil is working against them. But we thank God for all that he's done in that country. So until next time, Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. 
You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast.